Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. Well, a very warm welcome to our audience members. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss continual professional development, CPD. Now, with me in studio is my anchor, Mr. Steve Brown, the operations manager at IOPSA, and our guests, Ms. Lorraine Moy, as well as Adrian, Mr. Adrian Mayberg. Just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves, let's hit the brakes. We'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by Articulated Plumber. Let's continue the conversation. I'm going to start off by asking you just to give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself, a little bit of an, a, a bio, just to tell us who you are, what your role is within the sector, and uh, why, you know, why you're in a sector, and most importantly, why is CPD important for you within your role in the industry? Adrian. Hi, uh, thanks, Willem. Um, like you said, my name is Adrian Mayberg. Um, most importantly, I've been a plumber for 33 years. Currently, the senior plumbing and drainage inspector at the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro. Um, current IOPSA president, regional technical advisor in the Eastern Cape, IOPSA compliance auditor, PRB Exco member, PRB tech and CPD committee member. So, yes. Um, I try to stay in touch or I'm, I'm involved at various levels with plumbing, try and assist and try and contribute where you can. So as far as the importance of CPD is concerned, when you consider how things or how quickly things change, um, I think it's important. There's always a need for you to improve your skills levels, uh, to keep up to date with technology, new products, systems, standards. As things change, you need to be able to adapt and accommodate these changes to make sure that you don't get left behind. I mean, we all see things change overnight, or you look at the youngsters involved in plumbing today. If, if we had half the technology available 30 or 40 years ago, we might have had a completely different trade. But I think it's it's all down to a, a simple approach to what we do. The guys tend to go more high-tech nowadays. Um, you can't replace a hammer and chisel or a pair of pliers, but you need to be familiar with where you're allowed to use a hammer and chisel and pliers instead of just bashing a building down. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very important factor as far as maintaining your... Uh, registrations concerned. It sounds like you wear quite a few hats and, and, and that you have quite a few different responsibilities within the plumbing sector. Tell me, you yourself, do you still operate as a plumber as well as, uh, you know, on top of everything else that you do? And and do you still also have to, com you know, comply with CPD requirements with the registration body? Um, yes. Um, uh, well, let's start off with, no, I'm not involved, actively involved with the plumbing anymore. Uh, it's a decision that I took about 10 years ago when I was promoted to the senior inspector position where I am now. Um, it would be very unfair to the contractors out there, which I, in the area where we work, I hold them very dear. Um, it would have been unfair to be both judge and jury. 
and to be competing against the guys that you're supposed to be auditing or doing inspections. So I withdrew from actively doing plumbing. I still have a carry box full of tools and some fittings around if I need to help myself. But no, I'm not actively involved anymore. I'm more involved with the uh, inspections and auditing of plumbing being done by other contractors. And, and as far as CPD concerned, uh, are you still a registered member with, let's say, for instance, PRB as, a, as an industry body? Yes, I do. I do maintain my licensed plumber status. Um, you cannot, I feel it would be unfair for someone to actually join a conversation or to go around and uh, adjudicate or judge someone's work if you're not in that same boat. So I have maintained and I am, yes, I am uh, still responsible for my 25 credits every year before renewal. So there's no exception to the rule. I am currently still listed, yes. All right. Miss Moy, Lorraine Moy, can you give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself? Hello, Willem. <laughs> Hello, Steve. Hello, Adrian. Um, as Willem so eloquently said, I am Lorraine Moy. I'm a licensed plumber. I'm a compliance auditor. And I'm also the CPD manager at the Plumbing Industry Registration Board. And uh, why is CPD important to me? CPD, in a nutshell, is about investment in yourself. It's investing in yourself. It's also, I think of it in three ways. So it's obviously yourself. You've got to develop yourself. You've got to then develop the next generation of um, professionals and also giving back because you've got to have a, a charity element to it. And that's why CPD is so important. And I think a lot of guys take it as if it's such a slip. But to, to, you know, to remain on the top of your game, you've got to keep abreast of what is going on in your industry and be involved and have an active knowledge of what is going on and make sure that you adhere with the regulations. It's pointless having a, a SANS code from that was published in 2014, but we're looking at one that was 2017. You understand? So that's why for me, CPD is important. It's about making sure that you equip yourself as a professional with the tools to make, your, make sure that you stand out from the rest. Well, that's very interesting. And, and, and that boils down to our next question of, of what exactly continuous professional development is, what CPD is, that I know that that is a burning question to everyone out there and especially to our audience members. But before we get to that, Lorraine, you also seem to wear quite a few hats with quite a few different responsibilities. You mentioned that you were also a trained and qualified plumber. Uh, do you still actively uh, operate as a plumber? No, I don't. I, I don't. Um, I took a decision about a year ago that I, I don't trade as a plumber. Um, I can lend expertise to anybody who needs it, but I don't actively trade as a plumber. And then I can ask on that, even though you don't still practice or operate for, as, a, as a plumber actively, for that matter, do you still also have to comply with uh, a certain CPD requirements from the industry bodies? I think it was line one of my contract was uh, make sure you maintain your CPD points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, I'm only kidding. But obviously, you've got to lead by example. You can't um, try to assist plumbers and assist the industry if you yourself don't believe in what you're doing. And for me, CPD is not just a job. CPD is a crucial part of who I am. And um, I make sure that I maintain my CPD points. Uh, it's it's very important to me. It's, like, it's almost like a competition of myself. What, how many points can I get this year? Um, and that is why, for me, CPD is very, very crucial. And that and, and that brings us to our next question, both to you and and um, you know, Adrian. Uh, can you can you tell us what exactly is CPD? Adrian, would you like to take that question? I'll take a stab at it. Um, for me personally, 
I think like Lorraine mentioned that it should be part of who you are. If you are going to be actively involved in the plumbing industry or any industry for that matter, um, as a as a, a lifelong uh, career, you should be keeping up with what is actually happening in your in your profession as such. Um, important to note, I, I neglected to say, uh, uh, Lorraine mentioned it as well. You know what? Uh, CPD is not only, it says continuous professional development, but it's not only aimed at yourself, but it's aimed at the company. It's aimed at your employees. It's aimed at the guys that you mentor. So unless you are going to take this continuous professional development to the level where you are abreast of what is happening and you are on top of things that are, are, are really important and things that matter and you can relate or transfer or um, assist the guys that work for you or around you in that same or on that same level, then it is a complete waste of time. So yeah, it's definitely like Lorraine said, it's not a slip. It's something that the guys should be looking forward to. It's something that if you could learn something new every time you left home or every time you joined a webinar or you're looking at a tech talk or you're looking at uh, joining a meeting or be a, a plumber's evening, an OPSA plumber's evening, if you're going there and you're going in there like a sponge, you're looking at soaking up what is new, what is relevant, what the guys are battling with, how they, how they overcome challenges in the industry, um, it is definitely something that should be uh, an ongoing thing. The continuous is obvious. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a basic word in the English language, but continual is, is also as far as your uh, mindset or your, your approach to this whole thing. It shouldn't be, I need 25 points, okay, I've done my bit and now I'm sorted for the year. It should be, if you could get 50 or 40, I know um, the CPD managers in the room. They don't have you to. They don't have you um, have too many transferred into the next year. But that's besides the point. If you if you can get fifty points in a year, then you should be proud of yourself having achieved some new uh, goals or having learned some new stuff. All right. So, Adrian. So, if I can, if I can derive from what you just said, it sounds like that you know that people see this as, as you called it, you, for a lack of a better word, a slip, and that it's something that is enforced on them. But I think that's that it sounds like you would entice or encourage people to sort of have a mind change or a mind switch around it to 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 have a different perspective of it and see it as a helpful tool rather than a slip or a, a or a something that is enforced upon them uh, can you tell me we, we 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 can understand the word continuous and and we can understand the word professional when it comes to continuous professional development we can understand those two words and because professional we're looking at trades people who who as a profession they they work in their specific trade and, and and for this audience we may be looking at plumbers in specific um, but when it comes to development what exactly do we mean with development maybe lorraine can help us to fill in on that or adrian if you would like we can just help what what do we mean with development is that is that developing your knowledge your skills uh, what what exactly are we looking at when we're saying development because we can, can we we can can say continuous professional development but what do we mean with the word development 
I think development in the sense of uh, when you're starting with a project or any any job or something, as it grows or as it develops into the end product or as it shapes into becoming that end product, you need to develop uh, certain skills that, that might change. I mean, if you had told me 33 years ago that we would be putting cisterns into walls uh, and calling them concealed, um, there were none of those around at the time. And I'm sure if we if we ask Mr. Brown, there's from when he started, there's a lot of things that changed along the along the way. And if he had stuck to or any tradesman or artisan journeyman, whichever term you prefer, if those guys had stuck to their mindset and they did X, Y, and Z at the time, and they never uh, embraced all the new changes. I'm not saying all changes are good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that if there's a change, you need to be able to develop your skills in a way that you can actually uh, accommodate these changes in your business. And if it's for the better, then obviously your, your company will benefit. If it's for worse, then it is still part of your development because, you know, the hard knock university, you walk into something, you bump your head against it, you you retreat, you start in a different route, but it's all part of your development because you won't know something's wrong until you've actually attempted it and then by experience or in, in having been instructed or um, coached in such a way to say, please avoid this, or if you avoid this, you could actually save yourself some time and money. So when we're saying development, it's a it's a development thing as far as skill, actual skills concerned. The physical training is concerned, but also development as far as your knowledge is concerned. You could have a daily fight on site with whether it be a building control officer, whether it be a compliance auditor, whether it be your staff. If everybody's on the same page with regards to knowledge and you can then transfer that knowledge and say, look, chaps, SANS 10252.1. Section 5 deals with material. This is what is required as far as the material is concerned. Then you have not only developed yourself, but whoever you're dealing with or mentoring, you would also be developing their skills to, um, for the lack of a better word at this stage, upskill the whole system. In other words, don't leave a fallen comrade or don't leave the rest behind. You develop, we develop as an industry. We do it individually, but combined, the whole industry will then be better off for it. 100%. Can I ask uh, maybe that uh, either you or Lorraine, uh, across the different sectors and the different industries, is the plumbing sector, the plumbing sector or plumbing industry, is that the only sector, only industry at, uh, for which CPD applies to uh, or, or for which CPD is a requirement? Continuous professional development is attached to professional bodies. Um, any individual who is registered with a prof- professional body, which so goes to the doctors, lawyers, architects, plumbers, it's a requirement by SACWA that you need to have a continuous professional development program in place. So to make sure that your constituents are always, you know, they're keeping a brace and make sure that they remain um, ahead of the pack, just put it that way. Because the first step in, in anybody's life is to first, if I decide to affiliate myself to a professional body, I see myself as a professional. And with being a professional, there are certain responsibilities to that. And continuous professional development is one of those requirements. You need to make sure that you obtain your CPD points. And that's across the board. Um, looking at all across the sectors, the plumbing sector, we have, 
ours is the the best priced um, options, to be honest. Um, Adrian will, will attest because he does architecture uh, CPD points as well. And the cost uh, difference between that and the, and us as the plumbers is there's a substantial difference. Um, the medical, from the medical guys to the engineers, all of those individuals are doing continuous professional development. And because plumbing has a professional body, unlike any other, other trades, we have to make sure that continuous professional development is, is nice brought to the forefront and the guys understand that this is not a nice to have, this is a requirement. You decided to become a professional to step up your game and that means that you step it up on all levels. And that is what, what, what it means to be a professional. For me, the word development is about improvement. You're improving yourself across the board. You're improving your business, you're improving your staff, you're improving your community. And that is what continuous professional development is about. And that is why it's such an integral part of professional bodies. And that is what plumbers are. We are professionals, just like any other, any other person, just like a lawyer, just like a, a doctor. We are professionals. And just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Don't forget to download the all new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back. Lorraine, can I then, is it, would it be correct of me to, to conclude from that that um, continual professional development can be seen as, as contributing to growth and progress? And forming that part to towards success, achieving success at the end of the day, growing yourself. I think from what I, I can understand, or what I'm trying to understand, is that you know technology changes, and 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 standards and requirements and those kind of things change. And and for that reason, you've got to keep up. And from what I've been listening to to the answers given by yourself and, and Adrian, can we say that it contributes CPD or co continuous professional development contributes to growth and progression and progress? That is the basis of, of continuous professional development. And I think a lot of the you know, I get I get calls from plumbers and the guy will he'll tell me his whole life story about how upset he is about this and this and that. And then I'll tell him, but at the end of the day, you realize that you are a professional and you want to make sure that you're ahead. What it, and that's how the only way to do that is to make sure that you keep abreast of what's going on. You've got to develop yourself continuously and don't see it as it's not a chore. It's a byproduct for what you do anyway, because you go you got guys that you are mentoring. You do that anyway. That this yes, yes I do. Um, you go to some. You go and learn about new products, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, you do charity work. Yes, I do. So I'm like all of that. We've just put a word around it. We've just mm -hmm. ring fenced it, because all the, all those things you do them on a continuous basis anyway. So that's the only thing is that we just we just had to box it away and tell you that you are doing continuous professional development. And and I see a lot of them. Their mindsets are like, oh, I didn't see it that way. I just yeah. saw it as points. And I said, no, it's not about the points. It's yeah. about what you do to obtain those points. Because at the end of the day, and I'll take it off a gentleman in in, um, in Queenstown, Mel. You know, he started attending the, the free um, webinars that we have on a Thursday. And his work improved tenfold. I mean, and I asked him, how did this happen? He said to me, because I've been taking the time to do those 30-minute sessions. And they've I've, I save time. I save money because I'm able to do things more efficiently. Because of, because of learning, because of, because of, of, of de developing yourself. You're developing your knowledge and, and growing in your knowledge and extending your knowledge. And At the end of the day, it's an investment. To get a return on investment, and you will get your return on investment because if you're not investing in yourself, how are you going to do that? It's, it's impossible. You can't know. You can never learn anything if you're not learning. 
correct correct and that and that that would basically bring us to the next question of why continuous professional development is implemented in the first place um, you know, is it something that was just decided by the industry bodies to be enforced and uh, it's a strict measurement of saying we just want to do this for our own sake and our own will and, and you need to do it and if you don't then you're going you're gonna to get suspended or kicked off or whatever the case may be or that you're going to uh, penalized for not complying with it. Um, I, can, I can derive from, from, from what you're saying of why continuous professional development is implemented in the first place. Is, is for people to keep abreast with whatever is new in the industry and in their sector and in their line in their specific trade. Is that correct? Yes, and that's a, across the board to all professionals. Because if you're not keeping ahead of what's happening in the, in the medical field, how are you going to be a better doctor? How are you going to be a better technician? And it's the same thing with the plumber. How are you going to be a better plumber correct. if you're not taking the time? That's correct. I mean, a, a person can come up to you and say, listen, I've been a tradesman in my specific trade. Uh, I know everything that is to know about my specific trade. I've been working for it for the past 40 years. What is there more for me to learn? How can I develop more than what I already am? Because I mean, what what more can I learn than what I already know? I've been a plumber for, for 40 years. What more can anybody teach me to to develop? Adrian, would you mind to 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 give me an answer on that one? Okay, I'll I'll jump I'll jump in there quickly. Um, I'll give you a simple example. the The standard that governs water installations in buildings in South Africa, the SANS ten two five two part one, that standard was in use when I started doing plumbing. It was a little, I think it was fifty or sixty pager, and then in two thousand it was changed in two thousand and four. And then it was changed again in 2012. And I think by 2012, it started becoming a 200 and some odd page document. Then it was changed in 2016 again. And the most recent change was in 2018. So if you had started off with the original document from the late 80s, early 90s, and we have had changes four, five, six times up to 2018, you obviously need to be abreast of what has changed or what has become the the norm or the, the, the latest requirements with regards to material and all the rest of that. Manufacturers, um, nowadays with the technology out there and the, the, the level of competition between manufacturers, if they can make it smarter or, or cheaper or uh, easier to less labor, less labor intensive, um, then it would be to their advantage. But if you have not gone to that specific pipe manufacturer, and I know there, there are even pipe manufacturers out there that would have these courses, and once you've attended the course and you've, you've actually um, physically worked with the fittings and you've done a couple of joints, I'm talking about the pipe joints, um, then, and you look at the rest of these uh, uh, installation requirements, once you've passed that or once you've actually managed all of that, you get registered or you get given a, uh, let's call it a registration number with them to say that you are proficient in doing pipe work from their catalog or you are then considered proficient. So if they do change material or they do, do change applications or installation requirements, um, those happen 
annually, every other year. We all know compression fittings. They've hardly changed in the last 40 or 50 years. That's not a problem. But if you consider the amount of fittings that are out there with different types of material, different installation requirements, different criteria for uh, the application that you plan on using it for, be it hot water, cold water, um, recycled water, whichever way you want to look at it. Unless you keep abreast of what those guys are actually doing and where they're pushing the boundaries to, then that would mean that your CPD has actually failed you. All right. Well, that sounds interesting. It sounds like a very important reason for, for then developing yourself and, and keeping abreast uh, with the latest uh, technology, materials, uh, regulation, standards, etc., out there. And that leads us to our next question. And maybe, Lorraine, you can help us out with this one. How does continuous professional development fit in with the PRB? And, and what is the outcome that the PRB would wish to achieve with the implementation of CPD? The Plumbing Industry Registration Board is a professional body. With, registered with SACWA. And uh, like I said before, uh, continuous professional development is an integral part of being a professional body. And one of the designations is um, a licensed plumber, which Ardo and myself are. And so once you register with the body, you be, you qualified in the system, you write a licensing exam, and then you are a licensed plumber. You've got a year until your next renewal. And in that year, you need to accumulate your continuous professional development points. If you don't accumulate your continuous professional points, then we have to recategorize you as a qualified plumber and you're unable to issue out COCs. Because it comes with responsibility, there's going to be consequences if you don't adhere to what um, the rules are. And the rules are simple. You've got 12 months to accumulate your 25 points as a licensed plumber. Master plumbers are 35 points. But obviously the majority of our constituents are licensed plumbers. So it's 25 points a year. They've got to accumulate those points. If you don't accumulate them, you recategorize to a qualified plumber. But also at the same time is that with the, you know, the CPD team, our main aim is to continuously make sure that you guys know where you are. So three months prior to your renewal, we, we send you a, a message. You're sitting at X amount of points. Please get yourself together. A month, two months before your renewal, you're sitting at X. You need to ramp it up. A month before renewal, please get your act together. So that you can, so that we make sure that you do not become, uh, we don't want you qualified in the system because it, it defeats the whole purpose. We want all plumbers to remain. If you're a licensed plumber, we want you to remain a licensed plumber, and that's why it's imperative to us that we we continuously um, send messages, communicate with you, that you understand where you're sitting on the totem pole. And then also another thing is, once you've accumulated your points, if you accumulate your points, if you let's say you renewed in January and by June you've got your points, you get a certificate saying congratulations. Your CPD points, you've accumulated all your points. Because we, we continuously want to make sure the guys understand that this is not just a nice to have, it is a, it's a part of your registration. If you do not do your CPD points, you will not be renewed as a licensed plumber. Well, well, that having been said, Lorraine, we can just bring it back to the to the perspective of the fact that the CPD is not, it, by the sounds of it, it's not just an implementation just for the sake of having a strict rule or regulation by the industry body and, and trying to enforce that on registered members. It is about growth and, and, and development of their knowledge and their skills to keep up with the latest technology, the latest requirements and the latest standards and the latest bylaws and, and, and uh, the, uh, 
new methods that may be Im implemented within this sector of, of doing things. And, and that's the reason it's not just the, it's not just for the sake of saying this is a strict rule. You must have so many CPD points per annum and uh, you're going to be penalized uh, if you do not comply with that. Um, that brings us to my next question, Lorraine and Adrian, either one of you are welcome to answer this. So how does conditional so how, how does continuous professional development assist in the overall performance of registered plumbers? I, I, I can, I'll jump in there and I, I can tell you um, from, let's call it as recent as 10 years ago, if you consider that the failure rate on audits, um, uh, assessments, that was, the, that was the requirement for a qualified plumber to become a licensed plumber, you did a, 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 an assessment. And if you were to, if you were sidelined because you, you never did refixes or anything on audits and you were put on this list and you had to do an assessment to get back 30 questions, open book, um, it was straightforward, well, I considered it straightforward. The pass rate or the failure rate on those original assessments and audits were around the 70 to 80% mark. Steve can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was it was horrendous. And with CPD and the fact that your work was now being audited and you had all these information sessions available, uh, albeit tech talks, albeit uh, webinars that are out there, um, and the manufacturers coming to the party, attending the plumbers' evenings, actually putting their products out there. It has affected the performance of the plumbers to the extent that I think our current approval rate on or pass rate on the uh, those uh, assessments to become a licensed plumber and the audits in that must have switched around to between 70 to 80% pass rate instead of failure rate. So as far as the performance is concerned with the information out there and the training that's available and the the actual, um, it, sounds, it sounds wrong to say you're being forced, but you are being um, required to make sure that you upskill yourself. So if we look at the last 10 years, I think the fact that the majority of the guys have upskilled themselves to a point where you're now looking at an 80% pass rate for something that would have been previously, guys would have looked at it, they would have had nightmares for days on end. And all of a sudden, the guys step into the room, do the assessment, and off you go. So yes, I think as far as the performance of the plumber is concerned, it has made huge difference. Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Welcome back. Now, to continue our discussion, I would like to ask the following question. How can CPD points be obtained? CPD points are accumulated through these different activities. We've got three different categories. You've got your developmental category, your work-based, and your individual categories. Um, the CPD menu is on our website. Um, also, the team do send it out to you if you should require it. So, developmental activities are geared up to you, the plumber. So whatever, how you develop yourself. So whether it's through 
webinars, going on courses, industry-related courses. I'm not saying you're going to go bake it, you're going to learn how to bake cakes and we're going to give you CPD points. No, it has to be industry-related. So health and safety, um, you attend even a, a business course because that's related directly to your business, uh, your, yourself as well, improving yourself. Um, there's your plumber's evening that uh, Adrian had had uh, mentioned. Um, we also have... Uh, also joining associations in the in the plumbing industry. So if you should you join our OPSA, you do get um, points for that as well. Your work based is mostly that's your mentorship role. So you've you got mentors, you got uh, mentees, you get CPD points for that. Um, writing out of COCs, you get CPD points for that. If you help your your mentee go from a learner plumber to a qualified plumber, you register him as a qualified plumber, you get CPD points for that as well. Um, individual, we're looking at more your volunteering of your time. So committee members, if you join any of the committees, um, downloading the app, uh, subscribing to Plumbing Africa magazine, which is, you know, our industry pod, our industry magazine, um, giving, giving of your time. So charity work, those are, those are the individual categories that you can obtain points. There's guys that obtain their points without spending any money. From doing the tech talks, they do the tech talks, they do the toolbox talks, they do the business one-on-one talks. They then have a main, they've got their mentees, they do charity work, and they, they for the year they've got all their points. It, it, it doesn't cost them anything to do those specific activities. It sounds like there are quite a few different activities that, that registered members can perform and that those activities are then divided in categories. And, and, and it sounds like there is a way, when you say that it is, there is a menu, a CPD menu that is uh, loaded or, or somewhere on the uh, website, is that the PRB's website that you're referring to? Yes, it's fine on the PRB website. You go to the CPD tab and that will, that's where you'd find our whole menu. What is the process from the activity having been performed or the activity having taken place uh, to to actually claiming the CPD points, therefore. It's just one thing I need to to just uh, reiterate to to the listeners is that CPD and claiming of your CPD points is your responsibility as the licensed plumber. Um, I just want to take you, take you back to myself two years ago. Um, I got an email from you know, PRB saying that you're going to be recategorized, and I said that's impossible. And I phoned and I spoke to the gentleman, and he asked me a simple question: "Ma'am, have you been claiming your points?" Because we don't, we don't know. There's a lot of plumbers. So you need to actively claim your points. Make sure that once you've done an activity, you log them in, and we're able to allocate those points to your profile. And that, for me, that that's how I kind of had an aha moment at that point. So for for the guys now, we have got a new system. What happens is that for any activity that you that you perform, you log onto your profile, go into the CPD, click on whatever you've done, attach the accompanying proof. And then the CPD ladies will either accept or reject. If there's no rejection, there'll be a, re a reason why. Maybe you didn't send the, the correct proof. Um, you've already claimed for this item, but that's how the, that's how it is. And on the on, on your dashboard, you'll see that the, the the CPD points are updated on your dashboard, so you can see how many points I have at that moment. All right. So when you say that there's a new system, I, I take it that you're referring to the PRB's new audited system. Yes. And that there is a space available or a functionality available within that system through which uh, registered members can then 
uh, log and claim for log CPD activities and claim for CPD points, therefore. Mm-hmm. What happens if registered mem- members or registered plumbers do not achieve their annual CPD targets? The, the plumber in question is uh, recategorized to a qualified plumber. They are unable to issue COCs up until they've got their CPD um, situation sorted out. And that is, the, like I said, that's why the, for the team, it's imperative that you always know where you, where, you, where you are, where you're sitting and how many points you have and just see how far you are from your target. Um, we, suspension is, you know, the, the CPD recategorization is a last resort. So for us, it's about trying to get the guys to the to the finish line. Right, and and, and I've, I think you've mentioned before also that uh, prior to the expiry date uh, or the renewal date for their CPD uh, uh, points, they do get notified of their status, their CPD status, to tell them and inform them where they are sitting with their CPD and uh, that, that they should, are they encouraged then in, in any formal way to achieve their, their, their annual targets and, and, and uh is, is it purely those emails or are there other methods that the industry bodies uh, use to encourage registered members to achieve their, their annual targets? It's through, it's through emails. Uh, we email them. We have guys that call in. Should you email, a lot of guys email us as well. So there's three CPD ladies that email us and just have queries about um, what's going on. I thought I had X amount of points. What's, what's the problem? And we do call them back. We guys call in. We also call them out. And we, so that, you know, we want to keep the lines of communication open because a lot of times you think you know, but you really don't know. And we want to make sure that that gray area is totally, you know, it's, it's cleared. Um, we also do have, um, we had a CPD tech talk um, a couple of months ago where we just wanted the, the guys to understand what it was, why, why it has to, why we do it. And also in terms of um, how to claim their points, because a lot of them didn't know how to do that. So we're trying to make sure that, you know, the communication goes out to the guys that we, we it's not as if we're just sitting here and not trying to reiterate to them that they, we do care. We understand because it's an integral part of your business. We do care and understand that. So uh, we do email, we call webinars, we, we try across a lot of mediums to get I, the message across. I, I think if I could just add on there um, from a different perspective. Um, important to note that yes, you get recategorized, and it's something that you need to sort out yourself with the PRB. But uh, also bear in mind that when a company applies to become a an, an uh, OPSA member, one of the requirements is that you actually need to have a PRB registered professional in your employ. So if you let that slip, or you do. Um, your registration has lapsed or you've not done your CPD. I've seen a whole lot of these company applications in my region just being put on hold because we're waiting for uh, the professional to actually get his CPD or to re-register as a licensed or qualified. So it's important to note that it does not only affect you as a person, but it might actually affect your livelihood as far as the company that you own or run or manage. You need to make sure that you stay up to date so that when your renewal is due or you do an application to become a member that you are actually a registered professional. Audrey, I'm actually glad that you that you uh, revisited that specific aspect of recategorization of a registered member or registered plumber's status should they not achieve their targets, their annual targets of CPD points. Uh, Lorraine mentioned 
mentioned that you know when you you recategorized from a licensed plumber to a qualified plumber due to the fact that you have not met your your uh, annual CPD points uh, targets she mentioned the fact that uh, that you will no longer be able to issue COCs, a certificate of standards for that matter. And that brings us to a question that I have, that what impact have you seen in terms of the implementation of the COC and the standard of work being delivered in the plumbing sector? Like I said earlier, there, there's been a huge improvement. Um, the I think the, the, the biggest aspect or around the coc is the fact that the coc the document itself is a self-certification so the professional would go along do the work that he was um, required to do from the owner or whether it be a heat pump or a solar those are special designations but the point is that you get appointed by the or you get uh uh, yeah, you get appointed to do a project, and at the end of that project, when you sign your name on the dotted line, there are two options. You've either supervised a qualified plumber or you've done it yourself, but you're taking ownership of that um, whole project or that specific job or that installation. So just for the sake of having signed that document, the guys are now getting to a point where, you know what, if they do miss something that it's going to cost them money or they do how they go about uh, getting their work done so all of a sudden the supervision of the guys that you put on site or the sites that you that you're running simultaneously you need to get around to all of them but uh, from from a personal perspective i mean just the fact that the guys now got to certify his work to comply with national standards building regulations bylaws all the rest of that the guys are taking more care um, because they are being held responsible with the with these COCs. And like I said, with a with a pass rate that has improved vastly over the last five to ten years, is because guys are being held accountable. So when you're putting these things out there and you're putting these COCs, you're bearing in mind that only a licensed plumber can do that. Um, so as far as running or managing the setup is concerned, if you're the licensed guy, that means that you basically own whatever your whole company does or the people that work for you so yes as the 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 coc and the standards and that there's been a vast improvement simply because the guys are being held accountable and we'll do one of these chats i think is around the cocs the fact is that if you are being held accountable and you take responsibility for work you do give that extra little bit of attention to detail to make sure that you don't get caught. Just before we say goodbye, it's time to hit the brakes one last time. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Uh, are there any final words, Adrian, from your side or Lorraine from your side to our audience members? Any interesting facts, uh, any, any, any final words that you would like to say to our audience before we close off with today's episode? Before we finish off, I'd like to say that uh, don't be misled by Lorraine's timid little voice in the background there. I, I got a phone call last year. Uh, telling me that I'm about to get recategorized and I thought but that was impossible I wear about 15 different hats and I'm busy all the time surely my credit should be way high and then I had a similar question along the lines of you might you might have them but have you claimed them 
So I have not logged, and then it took a day or two to get everything sorted out. And uh, I must say the, the 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 team that she's got together as far as the CPD is concerned, everybody dreads phoning the PRB because of CPD. If you speak to those ladies, most of them are actually quite helpful and nice. I mean, you could you could have a decent discussion with them, explain to them what went wrong, what you think went wrong, and it gets resolved at the same time. So, yeah, as far as that interesting little bit, it, it happens to everybody. And, you know, what, life happens, but as long as you're willing to fix what was wrong, then obviously there's going to be no real repercussions as far as getting up to date with what you're supposed to be doing. But... Final word for me, guys. Um, you know what? It's not going to go away. Like Lorraine said, if we're looking at doctors, uh, we're looking at medical, financial people, everybody's got to do CPD. You're either going to get on board, embrace it, and make the best of it and have fun while you're doing it. Because like Lorraine said, you, you know what? You do everything that you need to do to get these credits. You probably find that 90% of the plumbers will earn or if they had to log what they do and the time and the charity work and the mentoring and all the things that they do as a as a as a matter of fact, if they it's part of what we do with our business. If you do all of that, you'll find that you probably have more than enough. And there's this huge misperception around cost. It's costing money and it's it's Y and Z. If you go into this thing smartly and you look at all the stuff that's out there that's available, there's our OPSA YouTube, there's webinars, there's tech talks, there are various things you can do to get your credits. Don't look at it like a, 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 a punishment or something that you need to drag behind you like a dead weight. Embrace it and you'll find that as your um, your the guys that you mentor or your learners that, that work for you, as they see you maintaining yours and they can understand which angle or where you're coming from, it just makes life easier for them to look at you and see that you're doing the right thing and they will do the same. As Lorraine mentioned earlier, lead by example. Lorraine, any last words or any final words from your side to the audience? The attitude of CPD, it's all about you and how you view it. And like the guys that call in, the guys that email us, I always tell them, look at it as an investment. And if that's how you view it and not look at it as a chore, you will, it, it, it changes your perspective in, in many ways. I've got guys that when I started working here were, you know, dug the heels in, they refused to move. And I said to them, I understand because I'm a plumber. I get what this is going to affect your bottom line at the end of the day. Let us um, find a formula that works for you and how you can achieve your points. And once we have that, it'll be easy, very easy. And a lot of those guys have got, I mean, they've they got 30 points. And they're like, can I, can I keep doing more? And I said to them, you can carry on as many points as you want because at the end of the day, you're investing in yourself. And you are a professional. One gentleman walked in here and he said, I'm not a professional. I said, yes, you are. We are plumbers. Plumbers are professionals. And when you walk out of there, when you talk, when, you, when someone addresses you, they need to understand that you are a professional. You're a licensed plumber. And obviously with that comes that responsibility and continuous professional development is just there to help you in your journey. And I just want, and I just want the, the guys to understand that it is once you embrace that and once you understand what the fundamental reason of continuous professional development is, it's, it becomes, it just becomes a part of you. And it's, it's, it's ingrained in your business. As, as Adrian says, when your own staff see how seriously you take it, how you take your improvement, they themselves think, you know, we need to jack ourselves up. We also want to be the same level as our boss. 
And that for me is continuous professional development is the best thing that's ever happened to plumbers. And I just hope that they, they change their attitudes about it and just understand why it's so important. And that we are professionals and professionals have to act in a certain way. Adrian Lorraine, thank you so much for having joined us in, in studio as our guests uh, for this episode. I hope that our audience members have learned something very valuable and that they've gained and that they can take away from this conversation uh, very valuable information that will that will have clarified certain questions that they may have had regarding CPD. And once again, thank you to our audience members for having put in the time to listen to this episode. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. 